Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, July 24th, 2019, and summer's almost over, and we always bitch about the offseason, Martin, um, but you know, it's pretty much almost done, and like... There's been some pretty big transfers, but nothing too, nothing that's been too unpredictable. You know what I mean? But all in all, I mean, it's been a pretty good, you know, it's going by pretty fast. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like I, I blinked and we're almost in August. We're almost done with summer. And I, I got to say, Kev, I'm loving this muted, boring transfer window. Like, I think everybody needed to take a step back and not literally fuck their own face. And just mm-hmm. not spend gobs and gobs of money. And it seems like every single team is is kind of like reeling in last summer's spending. They're just like, oh my god, we spent. There was there there was a response. Like there was like, yeah. okay, like like um, everybody everyone... chill out right now. Mm-hmm. No more spending, you know, hundred million dollars on players. Let's buy players that aren't worth the cost, but let's not spend over a hundred million. And you know what, Kev? I'm about that. I'm about the whole <clears throat> soccer world community coming together and, and being like, we're going to buy smart this summer. We're not going to pull a crazy move for everybody in the world. Um, so in all honesty, Kev, this has been one of my favorite boring off-seasons, uh, quite possibly in history of my boring off-seasons. Okay, yeah. It hasn't been the NBA season where literally every single person moved. Like, that Dude. was... Fucking like, updates every second, every day. Someone's go there. Someone's go here, and I'm I'm like, okay, cool. I have two K nineteen, and the rosters are completely wrong within a course of a week. It it was insane, but at the same time, that's that shit that the scandalous part of me, the guy who loves the rumors, the drama, the craziness, just mm-hmm. adores. I love me some drama. So yeah, this I think boring the NBA totally. Is, like the NBA totally cucked the Premier League and just soccer, you know, European soccer in general. Usually it's us with all these crazy like Neymar to Barcelona uh, to PSG and Pogba to Man U. Like this year, I think the NBA totally cucked us. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, if if we can just take two trades in the NBA and compare them to uh, soccer real quick, I want to talk about the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. If the equivalent of that happened in the Prem, in the La Liga, in the Farmers, I'm sorry, the uh, French League, um, in any league, that would be like Ronaldo and Messi playing together and the world would have ignited. So, for sure, NBA well, definitely I mean, cuts. that was kind of like Neymar Mbappe. That's kind of like... True, I mean, true. That's, yeah. Yeah, you right. Mean, you right. Yo, yo, I speak truth, dude. Just facts on this fucking podcast. Um... But yeah, I think there's still going to be some pretty crazy moves this summer. I think it's not over till the fat lady sings. Uh, mm. I still, I still get fucking weird out. Like, isn't it the Premier League? We do this every year. It's like their window closes a week earlier or a couple weeks earlier than the other leagues. Like, what is wrong with the Premier League? I mean, what is long, wrong with England? Like, getting Boris fucking Johnson for first off. But like, what is wrong with the Premier League always trying to handicap themselves? I don't get it. I, I really don't understand it. Did we started that? I think we. I say like I'm part of the Premier League. Um, the Prem started that like two, three years ago at this point, and I remember the first time they were doing that, I, I about threw a fit because it's so unfair. It's self-caused harm from the Prem. Um, so I, I do know for a fact that the Prem transfer window closes before the season starts. I think it's actually um, whenever the Community Shield is played is the last day for the Prem to transfer in players. And the crazy part is, and I, I know we talked about this last summer, is that players can still leave the Prem after the window closes. Like, that's just so not cool. That's so not fair for every single Premier League team to be wrapped up with all their signings, wrapped up with all their rosters, wrapped up with all their preseason training. And then, you know, La Liga comes in and says, I want you, you, and you. Come with me now. And then, bing, bang, boom, a team is just screwed over. Yeah, I don't understand it, like, like how the Bundesliga and other leagues get winter breaks while we have the hardest Christmas schedule ever, like, stuff like that, and, like, you know... To be maybe... fair, to be fair, 
I love that we don't have a winter break because the last thing I need is less soccer in my life. True. And I, I always, I will argue this to the day I die, that the Prem is the hardest competition in the world. And one of the reasons is because there ain't no breaks. It's 38 straight weeks minus the bullshit international breaks of Premier League soccer. You don't get Christmas vacation. You don't get Easter vacation. You play soccer on Easter. You play soccer the day after Christmas. And you know what? Only the hardest mofos in the world can do that. So uh, shout out to the Prem once again for being the best. Yeah, we might not sometimes be the best, but goddamn if we're not gritty as hell. So I will Truth. take that. I will take that to the fucking bank. All right, guys, uh, we have a lot to talk about this show soccer wise. We got Gareth Bale drama. It's a totally. It's such a mid July. Like there's nothing going on in the world story drama between Gareth Bale and Zidane, which me and Martin were messaging each other about. Uh, we have a new segment ex- called "Explain Memes to Martin," where we do the tier list, which was fun. I spent literally ten minutes before the show trying to explain this meme to Martin. So I'm very excited to go through it all again. Uh, <laughs> we also have some pretty serious news about Ronaldo and all the uh, allegations against him and that he will not face any criminal charges for uh, any types of sexual assault which we did an entire podcast about Uh, I haven't tweeted or put any social media about it because we literally spent an hour talking about it going through the complaint which I will plug into this again if you want to learn more about it go listen to that episode I really is a very tough touchy subject and we did our best to talk about it for an hour in the fairest and like honest way but and then we got fan questions, and we love you. But, Martin, we got some big news. Are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Okay. Uh, we are doing our fantasy Premier League again. Um, you get 100 million pounds, and you get to pick uh, your starting 11 and then your bench and whatnot. Um, and we did this last year, but as we said during the show, we did it, like, really strong for, like, the first eight weeks. And then we kind of got – we stopped following it. We stopped keeping up with it. This year, we've have, we have – twice three times the amount of support for this show and for our social media channels our discord channel so what we're going to do this year and it's an incentive to us we're going to be doing monthly prizes that could be shirts hats and like for like halfway through the season or big events we'll do like jerseys stuff like that all through like all the advertising money we get in it's going to be shot right back into giving you guys stuff because without you like this shit is not possible uh all the you know martin was on a little hiatus because his you know life gets in the fucking way he's building a house like jesus who builds houses anymore i don't know how to like put a cabinet together besides if it's from ikea like this guy's like putting motors and stuff together um and you there's overwhelming support like our last episode is like the highest like downloaded episode we had because they wanted the boys back together which is awesome i was telling martin he was like yeah it felt really fucking good right (laughs) (laughs) it was i mean i I told kev this and i i told all y'all this on the show last week and i had a little bromance bromantic moment with kev after the show last week and uh you know it's it's crazy how absence makes the heart grow fonder and when it was like a three-week period i wasn't on the pod and every single time i knew it was tuesday or thursday aka wednesday or friday for y'all i was like damn i could be chatting with my best friend about some soccer right now but my ass is knee deep in asbestos and lead um so it's it's amazing amazing awesome excellent to be back to be talking chatting shit with my best friend about the sport we love the sport we adore and the sport that we hate and it's all soccer it's all soccer and um so i am dumb excited for this season to start we've got less than 20 days to the season kicks off and i i know both of us are pretty stinking excited to show y'all some new content new prizes maybe actually keep up with the fantasy premier league no promises i i i'm not gonna promise because i don't promise things that I can't keep. Um, so I'm just so pumped for this whole shebang to kick off once more. Year three, better me, better you, better us. Let's freaking go. Yeah, so even if Martin falls off, which, you know, is inevitable, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will be keeping up with the Premier League. Uh, if you want to talk to people in the channel. Oh, so first off, if you want to join our fantasy Premier League and be a part of the action and possibly win some cool shit, Go to fantasypremierleague.com, make your team, and then when it says to join league, you want to use our code, which we posted on all our social medias. It's pinned at the top of our Twitter. I posted it on Facebook. I'll be reposting it a bunch. Um, 
I believe the code is I'm trying to find it right now the code is YMPGJB you're not going to remember that so go follow us on one of our social medias I post it on our Instagram Twitter everywhere go join it so you can be part of the action if you have the most points uh, if you're top of the board at the end of the month I will be sending you some type of prize uh, we haven't figured out prizes and stuff like that but there will be prizes so pretty fucking sick um, the next big announcement is merchandise. We will be having shirts available uh, as you're listening right now. So as soon as this episode's done, I'm going to go get the campaign started. Uh, we have our shirts being available, which is pretty fucking sick. So you have shirts for the beginning of the Premier League, maybe a little bit after, maybe for the second week, uh, which you can order. It's going to be through bonfire.com. So essentially what they do is I give them the design and then they give us a little bit of money, but they take care of all the shipping and making the shirts. And they're like, all right, here's two bucks per shirt. And I'm like, that's cool just get our shit out there like i don't care about it's not about the money it's about you know putting out some sick shit so that's pretty cool um and the last thing i have to say martin which i told you before the show started uh we just passed a hundred reviews on itunes which is like pretty well for me like the fact that 100 people will take the time to just put five stars or type anything awesome if you've left a review awesome but if you type in – this is only for Apple Podcasts. I don't know if it applies to all the other platforms we're on. If you just type in lads, it will take you right and right to our podcast, which before you'd have to be like loud Americans discussing. Like you have to type out the whole fucking shebang or just, or just loud Americans. So it was kind of cool to finally be like, oh, like iTunes is recognized. This is what people are searching for us. So kind of, that's, that was like really, really sick. And not to be like, oh, I Googled myself, but like I check. I need to check on that to see what people are saying and stuff. So that was kind of cool. I just I continue to love that uh, all these reviews are coming in and and you know kind of giving us affirmation confirmation that we're putting out good content from time to time. And um, for the people that leave bad reviews, just know that you make Kevin cry. Just know yeah. that every time you leave a bad review, a children a child in Africa dies. So you know what? Don't be an asshole. Leave good reviews yeah. or uh, you're an evil person who likes uh, killing kids. So uh, five stars out of five. Or just know we don't take this show seriously. Like, we take it kind of seriously, I guess. But, like, note that we're not going to be up here like Stevie Nickel, Craig Burley being, like, you know, giving down crazy analysis. Like, we're here just to shoot the shit and talk soccer, you know, have a have a beer. Um so people being like, oh, they mispronounced all the like the names wrong, which we do. That's, you know, we'll call ourselves out on it. And, like, we're just here to have a good time, man. Like, don't take it too seriously. If you want to leave us good criticism, be like, hey, this would be a good part to add to the show, and we'll try and fix things. Don't just be like, this sucks because it sucks. <clears throat> well, kind of. But anyway, um, those are some of the announcements. Thank you guys so much. Uh, your constant support, you know, keeps this thing going. And. I hope you've been using our new sponsor, Manscaped, to keep those puppies, you know, nice and clean. So that's just me. That's, you know, that's all I got to say. I got, I got my lawnmower 2.0, and it's wonderful. I just, you know, I make sure not to use it on my face or try not to forget. But, um, Martin, uh, should we talk some soccer? I think it's about time we talk some soccer, dude. I, I cannot wait for, you know, us to actually watch some real competitive games and talk that soccer, but... This is the drama. This is the TV show. This is the preamble, the preview for the season. And, uh, Kev, I can't think of a better place to start than the drama that is Gareth Bale, Real Madrid, Zanadon Zidane, and Fiorentino Perez. Because there's some crazy, crazy stuff going on right there, and I'm so about it. Uh, if you all haven't heard, um, Gareth Bale is looking certain for an exit, uh, within the coming days as Marsa reported on on Monday and Zinedon Zidane has confirmed that story to be true with Shanghai being the current highest bidder and apparently the only team that can match Gareth Bale's wages he earned six hundred thousand dollars a week at Real Madrid and apparently Gareth Bale as well as his agent are determined to stay out his contract his lucrative contract in order to make that moolah. So he's obviously looking for an exit. Gareth and Zidane are throwing fire on the story, and it, it just seems to be a clusterfuck right now. Zinedine Zidane is ousting Gareth Bale from training, ousting him from the uh, games. He's talking shit to him in the press, and Gareth Bale, you know, for the past three years, he's been hurt or playing at the highest of levels. So it's, it's a crazy story for me, Kev, 
solely because you take Gareth Bale as a you know as a soccer player and that's it. And if you just look at his ability and his talent, he is undoubtedly one of the better um, top 20, top 30 players in the world right now. But you take everything else in, into context, and in my opinion, he drops like a fly. And I think it's a great idea for him to leave Real Madrid, both for Real Madrid's sake and his own sake. So I'm hoping that he leaves. Kev, I don't know what your opinion on this is, um, but I'm hoping he comes to the Prem, not to Manchester United, but goes to a team where he can really fucking make something happen for himself. Hmm. Tottenham? Hmm. I hope. Yeah, you know, I think he'd look really good in Tottenham colors. I don't know. Um, never seen him in those, you know. Um, well, at least not with Nike logos. Anyway, uh, this is all kind of this is all kind of kicked off with Zidane's initial comments, which was uh, it was after a preseason like International Cup friendly. I don't know. It said Bale did not play tonight because the club is working on his exit. I hope it is imminent. If it happens tomorrow, it would be great. So in this whole like Bale versus Zidane thing, Zidane is really being villainized and Real Madrid in general. Um, and now it's become the Bale versus Zidane. Um, also, like Bleacher Report and other people are trying to show like are trying to be stat wizards about it, which I'm going to go. I just think the whole thing is kind of hilarious that people are trying to put Bale and Zidane in like the same like like even mentioning them in the same conversation but you know what for the sake of the meme i will you know i will put it out there martin um so gareth bale who has played less games than uh zidane at uh real madrid has scored over 50 more goals he scored 102 gareth bale scored 102 zidane only 49 um Oh, I, I'm mistaken. So they've played about the same amount of games. Zidane played 227, Gareth Bale 231. So even. Uh, Bale has 102 goals, Zidane 49. Uh, Zidane has 66 assists, Bale 65. Uh, Gareth Bale has 14 trophies, and Zidane has six. And this is like one of the most stu- – this is like the thing that I posted on our Facebook, which has gotten over like uh, 23 shares, 77. Like it blew up on our Facebook it was uh, before Gareth Bale arrived at Real Madrid. They hadn't won the Champions League for 12 years. In his six years at the clubs, he's helped them win four European titles, single-handedly winning the 2018 final. I would say more carious. But anyway, uh, the way he has been treated and disrespected has been an absolute joke. But I do think there is something to this. Since Zidane has arrived, it has seemed that it is not in – or has since – Zidane has arrived. He has not put Gareth Bale in his big picture or wanted him a part of this. But because uh, Florentino Perez has paid so much for this player um, and he is so expensive, he pretty much – I think he pretty much told Zidane, like, he's here. Like, there's nothing you can do about it, Uh, which is, you know – and people were saying, like, oh, Zidane, he's being such a dick right now. It's like Zidane's always been really rough on Bale. This is – like, there's quotes from years ago about this. And Gareth Bale hasn't really done him favors by – from being injured – pretty regularly um so i don't i kind of see both sides here right martin um i kind of yeah um i i got a side with perez and and zidane zidane and and real madrid here i do not think gareth bale is the player that everybody makes him out to be he is an incredibly fast player who has has exploited that to every single ounce and I think that's one of the reasons he gets injured so much. I don't think he is a naturally gifted player like the likes of um, Yannick Carrasco, like the likes of um, Neymar, like the likes of Mbappe, like the likes of truly anybody on Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, or Barcelona. I think he's an extremely athletic player. I don't think he's naturally gifted. Um, and in addition to that, I don't think you can credit Gareth Bale for winning any of those Champions Leagues. I think that's a full stop right there. I don't think you can credit him for getting them to any of the Champions League finals. I don't think you can credit him for the titles that they won. I think that you can credit the team as a whole. And yes, he scored a goal in the final, but they also won 3-1. It was a pretty awesome goal. It was a pretty freaking awesome goal. But could he ever do that again? Absolutely not. And I, I do not... I do not understand, or I understand, but I do not agree with the 
um, the fire that Zinedon Zidane and Real Madrid are under for trying to get rid of Bale. Bale in the past four years at Real Madrid has been hurt more than 60% of the games. You cannot play or pay a player 600,000 pounds a week and have him miss 60% of the games. That's just outrageous. Secondly, he is obviously not Zinedon Zidane's man. He is not in the style that Zinedon Zidane plays. He is not in the style that Real Madrid plays anymore. He does not need a speedster up front. He needs a, a very talented, gifted player who can create opportunities for other um, strikers, other players. And Gareth Bale cannot do that. He's a poacher, he's a sprinter, and that's about it in this day and age. Um, I thought he was excellent when he left Tottenham and went to Real Madrid, but I think this 2019 Gareth Bale is a ghost of his former self. Um, so I, I don't think any of the criticism towards Real Madrid or towards Zidane is, is uh, valid. I mean, for God's sakes, it comes to something as simple as this. Does Zidane want Gareth Bale in his plans? No, he does not. So why is there all this drama? Do you know how many other managers have discarded players because they're not in their plans? Gareth Bale is no different. The only players we should be, you know, fucking rising arms, carrying torches about, are the ones that make a difference on the field week in and week out. Week in, game in, and game out. Gareth Bale is not that. And so I think that everybody should get off the high horse with Gareth Bale. Uh, I don't think he's incredibly great anymore. Um, he's obviously incredibly injury injury prone. He's, he's also 30 injury prone. Um, yes, exactly. And, so and, why and, would and, you want him to stay there? And it'd be better for Bale to go somewhere else as well. He knows he's not going to get a lot of starting time. He knows that the fans don't like him. He knows that his own teammates aren't used to playing alongside him. So why would you stay there except for that mother tricking paycheck, dude? 600 grand. That's the reason he wants to stay. It ain't much more than that. I say go rediscover yourself. Go back to Tottenham. Go to uh, Chelsea. Oh, wait. They can't transfer people. Go to China if you want to make all that money. But otherwise... Stop playing this victim card, man. He's hurt all the time. I, I, I do not think that anybody should feel that horrible for the treatments Zendon Zidane has put him through. Yeah, I mean, he's the one who's been put in that position. He's the one who makes the calls. I, Martin, you know, I'm gonna. This is gonna be probably unpopular, but mostly unpopular for Real Madrid fans. But I think it's the culture at Real Madrid. They have a really bad history of treating some of their like. Uh, legendary players if you want to put Gareth Bale in there go ahead I don't think I I'd have to like you know take some time to reflect on that but it'd be a stretch uh, yeah um, but like Casillas um, that's a pretty that's a pretty big one has one you know bad season that how they cast him aside what mm -hmm. they did with ha James Navas even like Ronaldo at the end was kind of shitty. I thought the fans were pretty shitty to him. And they feel like I got in a whole rant of how spoiled Real Madrid is. Like, oh, they have one bad season. They get like 10 different players and spend $300 million. You know what I mean? So uh, I know obviously the culture of Real Madrid is winning. And that's really high expectations. But it feels as though you end up like hurting a lot of the players who gave their time and playing and got you those trophies. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but Kev, I think this is where... This is one of the things we fundamentally disagree on. We've had this convo before. Um, it wasn't necessarily about this, but it was about um, team loyalty. Um, and and it, in my head, it, it kind of remains the same here. If you're on a team, you are no longer an individual. You do everything in your power, no matter the circumstances, to make that team win, to make that team better, to make that team win titles. You as an individual matter nothing other than your contribution to the team as a whole with exception to the likes of Ronaldo, with exception to the likes of Messi, with exception to the likes of Gigi Buffon, etc, etc. But the plug-and-play players that are at Real Madrid, the Iscos, the Carvajals, the um, Asensios, the Tony Cruces, Luka Modric's, they are some of the most selfless players that I've seen play. They play for the club, they don't play for themselves. So I do not think Gareth Bale is that type of player, and I do not think Real Madrid fans in particular have any sort of time for that type of player. 
Um, and, I don't and know. So, I think they've been kind of harsh. I think they've been kind of harsh. I think they've been of harsh as well, but for good reason, man. I mean, the guy's always hurt. You pay him $600,000 a week. or uh, Yeah, a week. I mean, do you think the pan- fans were pissed at Lamar Odom? Obviously, fuck yes, they were. But, do I you mean, blame him for being pissed fault. at Lamar he's getting Odom? Paid that. That's Perez's fault. Bale, a player is paid what he gets paid, you know, what he's worth, and that's what they thought he was worth. You can't blame him or the market, you know what I mean? Or you have oh, to blame I'm not the blaming him at all. I'm not blaming him at all, but I'm just outlining the facts. Think of it as a business transaction. You're paying someone 600,000 pounds a week to perform, to be the best player on that team since Ronaldo has gone, and he's hurt almost all season. So I don't think you can sustain that at all, especially for a player of Bale's capacity, of his caliber. Mm-hmm. He is not an A plus anymore. He's not an A minus anymore. He'd be lucky to get a B plus from me. I think he's a B minus C plus or a B minus B player at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could definitely start for Tottenham and a couple other of the top six teams. I mean, I think uh, he'd walk into any of the top six probably besides Liverpool or Man City. Am I crazy to say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. But for how long? You know, like how, how, how long, how, how long would yeah, he last? That's, that's that's there's a lot of question marks around Bale right now. Exactly. Uh, but I I just love this because people are going to pick sides and it's just fun to like hop in there and just kind of watch the chaos. Just like tr- like you know throw a penny into a well and watch the ripples. Like that's you Dude, know we got to stir the pot, man. You got to stir the pot. Yeah, <clears throat> you can't put Pandora back in the box. You know, uh, Pineapple <laughs> Express taught me that. Also, I was listening to the da- this is totally an aside, Martin. But I was listening to the Dak Shepard podcast, which is amazing. It's like Ooh, armchair of Dak the uh, Shepard, armchair which, expert. I fucking love yeah, that podcast, dude. I listened to the Seth Rogen episode, and he wrote super oh bad, yes, he wrote <laughs> super bad Pineapple Express and knocked up when he was like eighteen, and he was supposed to star in Super Bad too. Um, but I was just thinking that was so crazy that he like wrote that when he was like eighteen and like had all that talent so young but just because it took so long for him to get the notoriety and get the funding and the and like recognition um it's just total aside also you remind me a lot of deck shepherd i'm not gonna lie thanks i don't know how to take that i don't know a lot about deck shepherd except i enjoy his podcast well you know he's an aa so maybe not you know maybe not the best comparison um anyway <laughs> a pretty um, good comparison yeah i think it's pretty spot on um Gareth Bale, Zidane, hopefully, do you do you see this coming to an end soon, like in the next week? Let's wrap this up. Do you think it's going to be done in the next couple of weeks? And if he does, where do you think he goes? I think he goes to China. Um, like I said, there are very few clubs in the world that can match his wage demands. It's the same as Alexis Sanchez. I, I just think that he has to pull Yannick Carrasco. And, and say, I'm doing what's best for my future. And, and that might not be playing in the highest echelon of soccer, but at least you're putting money in that bank. I think um, with I think before August, a decision will ma- be made on his future. And, and I'm excited for Bale and Real Madrid post-Bale. And, and the final thing, Kev, didn't really get a chance to touch on this, but let's both agree that any fool can compare Zinedon Zidane to Gareth Bale in their playing days. But if you say Gareth Bale is in the same echelon, the same caliber as Zinedon Zidane, I just hate you. You're just wrong. Dead wrong. Zinedon Zidane is a legend for a reason. Gareth Bale doesn't even come close. So all those stat pushers out there, man. All the nerds. You're just wrong. You got to look at the big picture, dude. Because Zizou hashtag so much better than Gareth Bale. Yeah, I mean, Zidane is a top five, top ten player of all time. Gareth Bale, I... Top 100, maybe? Top 100, I would say top 100. Maybe. There's been a a lot of soccer players, so... Yes. (laughs) uh, It would also be like, would you be saying, like, longevity? I don't think he has a longevity because of the injuries, but would it be like if you were to, like, bottle him up? In terms of like at his best, would it be like one of mm. those? You know what I mean? So I don't know. And he plays a more forward position, so I guess the goals make sense as well. Like, of course, he'd be scoring more goals, um, right? So 
I don't know. I think it's a really fun. De I mean, I just think the nerds are having a heyday with that. So good, good for the nerds out there. All right, uh, Martin. Before we move into some more serious talk about a former Real Madrid player, let's break for a quick ad right now. All right, we are back, Martin, and we got to talk about Ronaldo. Uh, you know, mm. pretty famous guy, uh, most Instagram followers in the world, I believe. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, which we touched upon in a previous podcast, was accused of sexual assault. Um, in the news this week, it has come it has come out that Cristiano Ronaldo will reportedly not face any criminal charges stemming from the sexual assault allegations. Uh, prosecutors say allegations of the 2009 sexual assault cannot be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. So how do we feel about that? I mean, we've kind of like strayed away from it. I've known there's other shows, other media outlets who talk about it regularly, and that's fine. But we wanted to just cover when new news came out. Uh, I was still on the email chain of uh, the attorney. Somehow I got that for the um, woman uh, in question in this case. So how do you feel about this whole thing? Dude, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 for me because like I'm, I'm aware of myself enough to realize that I am – kind of doing the exact opposite of what I was doing in, in the Brett Kavanaugh case. Um, and granted, those are two very extremely different things. But on the Kavanaugh case, I, I was like, how can we not believe these women who have come out and, and spoke against this yada, 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 all these uh -huh. horrible things that have come out against this man? How can we continue to support him? How can we send him to the highest court of, of the land? And then with this Ronaldo case, a part of me is relieved that he is not being charged. And, and it's a similar sentiment in there's just, a, according to the, um, the police and according to the investigators, there's just not enough evidence to charge him. And, and yeah, that, that totally makes sense in, in our, um, you know, in our laws, you are innocent until you're proven guilty, but it's, it's just that just juxtaposition of my mindset, um, in, in a similar case. Uh, so I'm happy and and disappointed if if that makes the most sense. Well, I um, think I no no I think I don't mean to interrupt. But I think it's just that we'll never know, and it's just frustrating. We'll never there will never really be an outcome from this. Well, I think the most the the crazy th thing is is that Ronaldo and and this woman Catherine Mallorca <clears throat> both admitted to consensual sex. And and so it's it's just that unknowing what happened after they originally consented and, and that's just something you'll never really know so you can never really judge if he is innocent or if he is guilty but I will say from a soccer fan from a Ronaldo fan I am I am glad this is over with I hope that it was fair to both parties I really do um and I I, I hope that a conclusion would was reached that was amicable for the pair of them. Uh, with that being said, <clears throat> God, if football players, basketball players, soccer players could stop doing shitty things off the pitch, that'd be super duper for my fandom. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about this, but we have to. I mean, we have, right, right. <laughs> like we have the like people will call us fucking soft, and like I don't like being called soft. Um, even though I am, but I think, you know, there's evidence on both sides. Like there's that statement by Ronaldo that was saying like, you know, I think she was telling me to stop or I, I don't have the direct quote, but I, you know, she just wanted me so bad. So I kept going, even though she was like crying there. I mean, there's some really fucked up shit out there. And he said that mm -hmm. was taken out of context. Um, what is being alleged by the plaintiff in this case in the complaint, which again, we do a whole episode about it. Um, I don't remember the episode number, but if you scroll, it, it's literally called Cristiano Ronaldo uh, Allegation Case. That's the title of it. We go in-depth. I was able to get the complaint from uh, the guy who wrote the initial article um, about the whole thing. And we kind of, you know, since we both worked in a law firm as paralegals, we were very, to a certain degree, we're not experts, but we understood it to a degree and were able to break it down and try and give both sides and, like, try and say what was being laid out. So I think there's a lot of frustration from both sides because the Ronaldo side will say, like, oh, she was just trying to get money and trying, like, to go after this 
great man while the other side is like no like believe women like this woman was feels as though she was uh raped and something horrible happened so i feel like there's just a lot of frustration on both sides but i will say this will always be brought up about ronaldo no matter however you look back on his career it'll be something that will be brought up and i think i think that's just facts I, I disagree with that. I think this will be absolutely forgotten in two years. Not by the likes of you, me, and other fans, but the history books, the record books, the UEFA channel, the uh, Premier League channel, the Serie A channel, the La Liga channel, the House of Highlights channel. All this shit will be forgotten in the next two years because it didn't come to anything. It's it's just a blip. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just... Unfortunately, it's, it just seems to be the same shit as tax evasion in Spain. It doesn't mean anything to your actual career. It's just mm-hmm. a blip. You're, if you're good enough, history will be kind to you, and, and I think this is going to be one, one of the cases. And, and that's not saying Ronaldo did anything wrong. We don't know. We just do not know. And I, I, I do – I am glad that this is over with, Kev. And we don't have to talk about this shit anymore because I love talking soccer. But this this kind of stuff, man, it's it's devastating to talk about, to think about. So I'm I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that it's concluded, and I'm uh, pretty kind of excited to see Ronaldo and a mean Juventus next year in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, as a player, like he's gonna go down as one of the greats, and like I think uh, people in the soccer community will probably look more to his career than personal life. Like for the most part, I don't give a fuck about most of these players, personal lives. Um, besides Except Adam Johnson, or, Adam or, well, Johnson. Yeah, I don't want to put, Hector I give Bell a fuck Adam about Johnson his. in the same conversation <laughs> in the same sentence, but, um, cause that's fucked up. Um, but you know, I get mad when my players go to GQ fashion week, the same week as they have a game against Tottenham. That shit bums me out. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Well, I think we're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out. I mean, um, I see, like, every time I go and see anything posted by Bleacher Report or Beat Bench Warmers, like, if something's posted about Ronaldo, I'll see, like, 10 comments being, like, rapist, rapist, rapist. And then the other side being, like, no, it's innocent before proven guilty. Like, I feel it's still a very, like, like people are either black or white on this. So, Dude, I feel I like, like that's just the modern age, man. Like, you yeah, go on to that's also any modern fucking, social media. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you go on to any Bleacher Report or um, Benchwarmer post on Instagram or Twitter, and half the people on the comments are calling someone a Nazi, another person a bigot, another person a racist, another person a liberal. People are just assholes. People are just yeah, people jerks are dicks, and dumb. man. I see the reviews they leave us on iTunes. People like there's some people who really hate us, and I'm like, dude, like, I, I, what I do? Relax. Stop feeling so strongly about a podcast and the people you don't even know about. Chill yeah, man. out. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty good dude, but I don't know. Like, I doubt myself sometimes. <laughs> That's why I go to <laughs> <fucking> therapy. <laughs> um, anyway, let's. I'm done talking about it. But yeah, I figured we'd touch upon it. It was some major news, and because we talked about it for a whole hour, did a whole show about it, um, I figured I'd bring it up again. And if there is more stuff about it, sure, we'll bring it up. But I think this might be one of the final, final things about it. So, um, all right, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about memes, Martin. Uh-huh. Talk about memes? What? Can you hear me? Who? Memes oh, who? Oh you're, oh, you're making a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I spent 10 minutes before the show trying to explain what a tier list is to Martin. And he was like, what the fuck's a tier list? I'm like, oh, you know, like the thing going on on the internet where people will rank things such as like, what's the best fast food chain? Uh, I saw one on YouTube. Someone ranked the best porn stars. Um, and it's always in those big uh, squares like – at the top, you have the red square, which is the best. At the bottom is, like, the green square. Um, and they'll have different categories, like, oh, this is tier S, tier A, tier B. Um, and Martin was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because Martin is just yeah. so just, like, not in the whole – like, I'll send him things about, like, Area 51, and he'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, why are people trying to go to Area 51? And I'm like, dude, Martin, dude, this is what this my is what people talking started about. that. <laughs> my people started that shit. All the car memes and stuff that I actually understand. They were talking about going to Area 51 like a month before all this Area 51 memes came out. They were talking about going going there and getting some LSs and putting in a or uh, doing an LS swap on a UFO or going there and UFOs 
or UFO Volvos because Volvos can't break down. So I understand the Area 51, but this whole New Age tier system and stuff, like, why don't you just make a list and name best, better, worst, worstest? Like, don't call well, it something fancy and call it a meme. Man, just make a list. Well, that's what kind of what it is. But I wanted to bring up this tier list, which I thought was pretty accurate. Some things I would change, but you know what? I'm just going to read it out for you, and we're going to give our reactions of where we would move. So this is all Premier League clubs, where they are ranked. The categories are massive, big, fairly big, small, and minuscule. So are you ready, Martin? Let me jump in real quick. Let me jump in real quick. This okay, is where go I got pissed off when Kev was telling me about this. What what does massive mean? What does big mean? What does small mean? What are they comparing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You're just putting teams in massive and teams in big and teams in shit. Like, give me some parameters for this stuff. That's why I like lists, not memes. Well, Martin, I'm just saying, I think this is part of the controversy. Like, people, like, you know, it's fun to debate these things. And people will be like, no, that's bullshit. My club should be higher. Or why the fuck is that club so high? I think it's also just to create some, you know, internet just turmoil. And just, you know, stir the fucking pot. So, um, I think that's why. It's not mostly people here to give, like, people are just trying to give their opinions. And obviously, people will have their biases. So, uh, I mean, I have my biases, obviously. When I picked my fantasy Premier League team, I didn't have a single Tottenham or Chelsea player. Um, so there you uh-huh. go. Smart man. Mm. Smart man. Mm. So, um, so here, uh, this guy at Royland Poppies, he made his tier list. He says, "Tell me I'm wrong," uh, which the, our the first comment is, "You're wrong" on our Instagram. <laughs> so uh, he has in the massive category Manchester United and Liverpool, and then in the big category right below it, he has Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, City, Newcastle, Tottenham. The next category is fairly big, which is Wolverhampton Wolves, Leicester, West Ham. In the small category, he has Crystal Palace, Southampton, Watford. And in the minuscule, absolute tiny, he has Brighton, Argus Eagles, uh, Burnley, and Bournemouth. So, Dude, he's how, so wrong. How do you, huh? So wrong. First off, oh. the what, what was the smallest guys? The minuscule uh, guys? Brighton, Burnley, and Bournemouth. What were they called? Minuscule? Minuscule. Tiny. Dude, bullshit. First off, you have the gay seagulls down there. Who's going to fuck with a gay seagull, number one? You better jump them up to massive. Number two, you have the worm eaters and Sean Dyche down there. Who's going to fuck with them? Jump them up to massive. And number they were three, in Europe. Bournemouth? People forget they were in Europe. Yeah. Thanks. And you have Bournemouth. You have Eddie Hausman. How the hell are they minuscule? Ake. Dude. I fuck with Ake. He's on my fantasy team. Ooh. Bold choice. He is actually a Chelsea player, Kevin. Oh, shit. He, is he? I thought... <laughs> I don't know if he's fully on Bournemouth now, but last year he was on loan from Chelsea to Bournemouth. Um, all right, so I'm going to give my thoughts. I think the first two are good, and I think what this guy is doing is just in terms of entire fucking like club history. So Manchester United-Liverpool, obviously the two most winningest clubs in, uh, in terms of league titles in England. It can't be if we're talking the entire not Premier League but just English football, um, and then you have Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, Man City, Newcastle, and Tottenham, and that's where I think he goes for more recent. If we're talking within the last ten years, I would only kick out probably Newcastle, and I'm I'm kind of stuck on Everton. I'm not sure. I think I would keep Everton in there, but Newcastle being relegated, all the turmoil they've gone to. But if you're talking longevity in like terms of complete history, I would probably keep Newcastle in there. Um, a team that's not mentioned in here, which I think should be in the fairly big category, is Aston Villa. They're not even mentioned. I think Aston Villa has a crazy big fan base and history. I think that's kind of like the fact that they're not even mentioned in this kind of uh, hurts me. But beside that, I kind of like this list. You know, from the get-go, I don't like this list, Kev. Um, you just hate lists. I, I Big fan of lists, big not fan of memes. Um, I, I just – I do not think that uh, Newcastle should be in, in a fairly big or big, whatever their category is. I don't, I don't like this at all. Um, I don't think Newcastle should be in it unless we are, like you said, taking into account the full history of each club. Um, but if we're doing the past 10 years, which I think 
we should be doing if we're talking about modern day football giants. I think that list would be 1,000% changed. Uh, I think that the top two, you have City and Liverpool and Chelsea. <coughs> Sorry, top three. City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Then the bigs are going to be Tottenham, United, and Arsenal. Maybe Everton. Maybe Everton. Definitely not Newcastle. And then from there on down, it's it's just a giant clusterfuck. But, like, it's it's... I gotta say, you write on one thing here, it definitely creates controversy and definitely creates talking points because now I'm all I'm all pissed off about lists, I'm all pissed off about memes and tears and, and the fact that I'm actually more pissed off that Manchester United is listed as massive than anything else. Like, come on now, have some sense of reality. I don't know. Honestly, I think West Ham should be moved up the big because of American media. I mean, I mean, none of these other clubs have a Green Street hooligans to their name. Dude, you're right. Dude, not even uh-huh. Manchester United has a Green Street hooligan. Oh, and that porn star loves West Ham. What's her name? Oh, dude, I've seen porn with her in it. Mia, not Mila Kunis, Mia Khalifa. Yeah, Mia Khalifa, big West Ham fan. I mean, that, that goes... No, that, she's an Arsenal fan. Isn't she your ambassador? No, no, no. She's the one who shit on Arsenal. Remember? She oh. Had that t- right? Because she said Arsenal yeah. was worse on their knees than her. She made some, like, porn joke about them. Whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> just one of the many people going up against Arsenal. We got porn stars. We got, you know, Piers Morgan. Just, you know, one in the same. Um, and uh, they also had that recent movie with a guy who plays Drax from Guardians in the Galaxy. What's his name? Um... He's the WWE guy. He did a whole West Ham movie where there was a bomb in the West Ham stadium. Oh, oh! I have no idea what that movie's called, but I remember talking shit about it on a uh, earlier podcast. Yeah. So I mean, could you? I mean, in terms of media, West Ham's pretty. I mean, they got a pretty sick song, "Blowing Bubbles." I mean, I would bump them up. Leicester City has won the title more recently than most of these clubs in the big region. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The only thing i will say about that song is that my boss knows what song that is he sings that song on a daily basis and he has no idea it's connected to west ham but that's a banger of a song oh you got to move it up to big then i think you got to move up west ham up to big after that i mean if your boss is singing it in bumblefuck north carolina i mean oh i know i I let him know that west that was west ham song and he asked me who's west ham I'm like, okay, this is where I end this conversation. Yeah, they killed a bunch of people back in the 80s when they had gangs and firms. It was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah so that, that was memes of Martin. Martin loves memes. He doesn't get them. So, yeah, that was, that, that was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> we'll like have, a we'll, grandpa. We'll keep what this is as this a re- meme you speak of? We'll, we'll keep this as a recurring segment. All right. Um, we're going to do some fan questions, but before we do that, we're going to break for a quick ad right now. All right. We are back. Uh, we're going to do some fan questions. Uh, Thank you to all the lovely people who sent us in questions for this week. First question comes from Carlos at Elizaraz underscore. I can't, I'm not going to even try and pronounce your actual Twitter handle, but you responded to our question thing. So I'm going to answer it. Uh, his question is. EPL top four finish, who gets relegated? Martin. Hold on, hold on. Repeat that. Who finishes in the top four in the Premier League and who gets relegated? Okay. All right. Top four, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. Or, I'm sorry, Tottenham, Tottenham, Chelsea. Uh, The relegation zone, Newcastle, Norwich, I'm saying Brighton. Gay Seagulls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Brighton's time, they did not look that great last season. And no, they did not. Dude. I, f- I feel like that's going to be a team I really like this year, and I know they're going to get relegated because I like them so much. So that's just how it goes. Um, So if I'm going to do my top four, I'm going to go – I'm picking Liverpool again, Martin. I'm picking Liverpool. You're wrong. Again. I know I'm wrong. But yeah, you know, is this really... three years in a row you're picking Liverpool to win the league? Or is this two? I think this is just two because I picked them last year and they were literally a point away. So, I mean, not a bad guess, okay, right? <laughs> Only one it's it's not a bad guess unless it's going up against the motherfucking crazy team that is Pep Guardiola. The Gordy powerhouse City. of Man City. Yeah, <laughs> the ex-warriors of Manchester City. 
Oh my god, if they 3P, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. Anyway. Dude, if they 3P, um, can, can we agree right here, right now, you know, fucking 10 months away from the season end? If they 3P, we can discount that fucking 3P. We've already discounted their double. So we can discount that 3P. It, it, it's not. No, fair. no, I'm not discounting anything. It just makes me angry. You know, it's like the Warriors. Like, everyone loved the Warriors. I don't think anyone ever loved Man City before they were great, but. Um, but, you know, then the Warriors started winning and everyone started becoming a hater. You know, I'm a hater. You guys are super talented. You have the best coach in the world. And it fucking sucks because I wish Arsenal I, – I think we wish both our teams were you and we're not. We're not even anywhere close. So All right. there's a lot here's, of, a lot here's of a question real quick, Kev. And I saw this on uh, – I saw this on uh, – I think it was some fucking, like, soccer site. Do you think Pep Guardiola could do the job at Tottenham that Maurizio Pochettino has done? <laughs> I couldn't really hear you. Could you repeat the question? You don't want the competition, do you? Yes. You do? Do you think that Pep Guardiola could do the job at Tottenham that Maurizio Pochettino has done there? Ooh. Um, I don't Because I, I do think Poch could do the job Pep has done. Probably not as good. But Poch could have led City to their crazy titles and crazy success. Just like Pep, but I don't think Pep could have done the same thing at Tottenham that Poch has done. Ooh, that is a hot take, Martin. Um, uh huh. And the fact that you're kind of agreeing and hesitant no, tells me no. that it's a real hot take. Um, I don't know. That's pretty fucking spicy. Um, I would like. This is what if. So we have no idea if this would happen. But so if he was given like the little to no spending, the new stadium, mm -hmm. the yep. injuries with Harry Kane. Yep. Um, I think, I think it would be the same. I don't think it would be better or worse. I think it would be the same. See, I, that's where I wholeheartedly disagree. Pep has always, in his illustrious and excellent and magnificent career, has always gotten everything that he wanted. And I do not think that he could do what Pochettino has done. Well, I, it, here, City. here's a spicy take. I have a spicy take. Uh -huh. I think Pep would get a lot more hate. Tons of more hate and probably be like Pep out at Tottenham instead of Poch, which people are thinking he's working miracles because Poch didn't have the reputation like Pep. Well, when when are we talking Pep? When when what era of Pep? Like would right we... after Bayern Munich, he went to Tottenham. Uh, okay, I'll agree with that absolutely. I'll I'll absolutely agree with that. But that's because he's already proven himself to be a world beater, uh, one of the best coaches in the world. When Maurizio Pochettino was appointed, I don't think anybody considered him a great coach, let alone one of the best in the world. So I just think it's too. So different. I think it goes both ways. So huh? I think you can look at the argument both ways. We're like, well, oh, Poch yeah, is. I mean, I think what Poch has done is absolutely amazing. I think he's one of the top three, five coaches in the world. Um. And that's saying something for a coach who hasn't, you know, won anything. I'm not trying to take a jab, but that's pretty amazing when you don't have any silverware. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was Klopp literally a year ago. I mean, Klopp was considered one of the best coaches in the world last year, and, and he hadn't won anything. So I, I think that's a perfect fucking comparison uh, that yeah. you're saying. So, um... Anyway, relegation, I got my money on the Seagulls. So sorry to all the Brighton fans. I love the gay Seagulls. Don't get me wrong. When I went to the Fenway game the other day when I came back and was wasted on the pod last week, I actually saw a Wolverhampton Wolves uh, jersey, which made me very happy. I said, yo, that's sick. He said, thanks. And I said, and that was the end of the conversation. But it was pretty, pretty fucking sick. Um, Dude, hell yeah. I just remember literally leaning out the window with you in Philly whenever we saw a jersey we didn't like. And just screaming at those people like, Oh, you stupid piece of crap. You like Chelsea. What is wrong with you? Out of a moving car. That's one of my favorite oh, memories with you, dude. When we used to bike to the law firm. Remember when we passed yeah. the Tottenham fan? And I was like, <laughs> it's happened again. Tottenham oh, that was so Hotspur. fun. Oh, my God. That was so fun. Uh, I'm such an asshole. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's move on to questions from our Instagram. Please follow us at Lads Podcast. First question comes from Ellerson2. He says, when do you think we will see a regular season Premier League game played in the U.S.? Oh, I know this will make Ooh. you very angry, Martin. Hopefully never. Yeah, never. I, I think it's going to happen sooner than you think, Martin, because La Liga's already, they protested, but I think they're still playing that game in the U.S. this year. 
you know you know what just strikes me as so foolish is that if the fans the players the coaching staff and the managers are all protesting playing in the United States maybe you shouldn't fucking play in the United States who the fuck cares about making more money who the hell cares about playing in front of United States Barclays. people dude Barclays does <laughs> you know you know who I don't care about fucking Barclays you know who I do care about? The fans of La Liga, the fans of the EPO, the fans of the Bundesliga. You know what? That's theirs. We have our own shit competition. If we want to get better, then we'd adopt things that they do. But we're obviously not doing that. So why would we bring teams over to watch a better team play and then say goodbye to them for the next six months? We already see enough professional teams come over and make a mockery of the MOS during the summer months. The MLS All-Stars versus some random-ass team. What a yoke. God, I hope what an no yoke. professional team no professional team from Europe ever plays in the United States in a competitive match. And I'm sorry. I love soccer. I would love to go to any of those games. But don't fix something that ain't broke. There is no reason for any of these games to be played in the United States. You want to travel seven hours to play a regular season game in the United States. Get the fuck out of here. No. Never. I, I knew this would get pretty hot. I knew this would piss you off. Um, uh, but I think, I, honestly, Martin, I see it within the next five years. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. But okay, yeah, don't yeah, do it. We're being realistic. We're being realistic. Okay. Um, next question comes from Tom Purvis242. He says, what does it mean to be a lad? Well, Tom, you got to drink beer. Um... Or just drink in general. It doesn't have to be beer. It could be a gin and tonic. It could be some wine. And you got to like soccer. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going through, you know, you don't drink alcohol, it's fine. But you got to be into soccer. Um, yeah. If you want to be. Uh, you got to be or, loud. You got to be American. You got to be disgusting. And you got to be soccer. Yes. You also have to be gross, like me and Martin. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, true that. Um, true that. And stumble through life like the pair yep. of us. And have daddy issues like both of us. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's important. That's very, very important. But no, It's that marquee. It it's like a hereditary gene you must have to be part of the lads. You just got to hate your dad. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, I mean, just stop listening. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, next question uh, comes from Sweeney Hutt Jr. He says, if you had to pick a non-top six Premier League team to root for, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a great question. Wolves. Wolves recently just because I love Nuno Santos, Santos and I love Raul Jimenez and I love Diogo Jota. I just love the Wolves team in, in all. But for a team that I've actually somewhat supported pretty consistently over the past five years, Kevin, I know you're right there with me. It's got to be Burnley, man. I just fuck with yeah, Burnley so hard. They're so gritty. Sean Dyche is the fucking... He's a ginger. He's a fellow ginger like me. I gotta root for the guy, right? Like have to. It's in the laws of gingerhood, I believe. Yeah, if I don't, I'd be, you know, going against my own race, and that's fucked up. Um, I don't know. I think I root for Lester a lot too, just because mm -hmm. of that miracle mm -hmm. year. Like it's just yeah. it was such a good story, and a lot of those players are still there, like Jamie Vardy, Morgan. Um, you know, it. You just. You just uh, Schmeichel is still there, surprisingly, which we all thought he was going to ship off and leave. Um, obviously, he had Mares, Conte, and um, drink water somehow made his way to Chelsea. I don't know how he, I don't know who he who his agent is, but he's awesome. Yeah, um, true that, dude. He's like, uh, do you remember that um, that documentary that I showed you? I I don't think either of us ever watched it, but I showed you the premise of it. It was this South American player who literally would go from team to team to team with just agents paying his way and lying his way into teams and then just party his ass off at every single team and then get transferred somewhere else. And he ended up being like a millionaire, just never playing and just being on teams. And I feel like that is Danny Drinkwater to a T. Dude, that's the dream. Like never having to play and being rich. Like that sounds fucking right, awesome. Right? Yeah. Just party your ass off for real, man. Dude, Ronaldo's a fool. Yeah. Ronaldo's totally a fool. Just... He's working out every single day. He's modeling. He has this eight pack. What an idiot. You could just not play and be a billionaire. Yeah, I mean, you could just be Gareth Bill. All right, next question. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that was that was a good shot. I'm I'm actually pretty proud of myself. All right, next bang, question. Bang, bang. 
Bang, bang, baby. Uh, Justin underscore Sanders says, what are a few solid midfield targets Manchester United could still bring in before the window closes? Martin, I'll turn this question to you. Who could, you know, help that midfield of United? Well, I mean, first off, <clears throat> you have my number one target, especially if Paul Pogba leaves. You have Paulo Dybala, who is apparently interested in playing in the Prem, and Juventus is interested in selling him as a make-way for Paul Pogba. So I would love that little switcheroo. Give me Dybala over Pogba any day of the week. Um, but other than that, I know we've been linked to uh, Bruno Fernandez on FC Porto. He's a youngster, and that kind of fits the mold of the Manchester United that Solskjaer is trying to build. But... Outside of that, Kev, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, outside of those two players and Diogo uh, Dalot, or not Diogo Dalot, we have him. Diogo, oh my god. The guy on uh, fucking Wolves that I brought up in last pod, I can't remember because I'm full I don't know, I'm drunk, right I can't now. remember. I'm drinking some long term um, IPA, I'm like four in, oof, so please keep going. Oof. I, uh, I don't think Manchester United should bring in any more midfielders. I think you stick with your youth. You stick with Scott McSauce, and you stick with Andreas Pereira. You stick with Juan Mata being that leader of the crew. You stick Fred? with Paul Pogba. Do we Pogba. still like Fred? I don't hate Fred. I think he can still be something, but it, it seems that he is not in Solskjaer's plans, and I ain't angry about that. Um, I do love his passion for uh, defending on Manchester United, but he is not a, an English Premier League player yet. Um, so I think at this moment in time, I would rather see Manchester United be smart and spend on a defender rather than a midfielder. Um, I, I do think our midfield is weak, but I think it can grow into something stronger um, in a year or two. So I, I, I say stay the patient game, and I um, am going to compare Manchester United to another team that I love, the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers a year ago got a letter from the GM and the president saying that they are going to instigate, instigate a rebuild. A lot of familiar faces are going to leave and a lot of youth is going to come in. And I think that is the mold that Solskjaer is building and that is the mold that I think Manchester United has to do. We've talked about this before. Manchester United and Arsenal are not the Chelsea's, are not the Manchester City's, are not the Liverpool's. We cannot buy superstars and plug and play. We have to build up from the grassroots. And Some so I do not want... Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I do not want any big-name signing to come to Manchester United. I want a, a young kid like Scott McSauce to make his way through the ranks, be ignored by coaches for the past four years, and break through under a certain coach who recognizes his potential. I think that the team that Manchester United has right now is not good enough to challenge for the title but the players under the tutelage of a right coach and under the right tactics and under the right progression in their talents can challenge for the title in the next two three years um so i, I think patience is the name of the game here i think that bruno fernandez would be a good choice because he's a 21 year old kid I think Paulo Dybala would be a good choice because he's a 25-year-old who is a phenomenal playmaker and proven to be one of the greatest players in Serie A and Argentina. Um, and plus, Messi hates him, so more reason for me to love him. Yeah, I mean, I think Dybala would be fucking sick, but I don't think he's going to be leaving Juventus after they stacked up, and he could leave with a little bit more silverware. So... Um... We'll have to wait and see, but we have one last question from our Discord channel. Um, the Discord channels were, you know, fans of the show. We have 40-plus people who talk and chat soccer, beer, life, other sports, everything. It's just people who like the show. If you don't have people to talk soccer with in your hometown or wherever you are, come here, hang out, and it's pretty awesome. I'm on there literally every day talking. It's pretty great. Uh, the question comes from Drunk Uncle. Drunk Uncle is actually going to be in Boston August 9th to 11th, where I live. Uh, and we're going to go out and get drunk. But his question is, do I drink Kev under the table? Does he outdrink, you know, the lad host of this show? Dude, his name is Drunk Uncle. And plus, Kev, I've drank with you. He definitely drinks you under the table. 
All right. Well, that's what Brian Angelino says from our Discord. He says, like, well, my money's on the guy who has literally the word drunk in it. So I'm, I think I'm pretty fucked. But, you know, I got some benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Uh, a minor celebrity fucked me from our Discord channel. Says Kev is Irish, I think. Kevin minus five hundred. So I think it's gonna be one for the ages. It might come down to the final day, like Liverpool and City. So drunk uncle, I can't wait to meet you, man. I'm very excited. You know, we're gonna have a little drink off. I'm, I, you know what? I might even just have a. I'm not gonna have a big meal before we meet. You know, I'm gonna give you a little bit of advantage, give you a little head start. So, um, yeah. I don't know how to close shows, but hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to join our Fantasy Premier League. Uh, if you need the links to that, they're on all our social media. Twitter, it's pinned at the top. I just posted it on our Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we're going to be selling shirts. Uh, I'll be posting a link on that on our social media as well. So you can go buy shirts to support the show. Um, even though we're not making any money, it's just mostly we just want to put out cool shit that I would wear. Like, I have to buy this shirt too. Like, I'm not, like, you know. It's not like one of those where it's like it's a pyramid scheme. Like it's they literally told us like you're making two fifty three a shirt, and I'm like that's fine. I don't give a shit. Um, and uh, you're awesome. So thank you so much for listening for the questions. And Martin, that's all I got. Do you have anything? Fuck, I'm like ex- I'm, I'm like kind of drunk. I really got a piss. So uh, okay, all right. Well, let's close it out with that. Peace all out. All right. Well, Girl thank Scouts. you guys so much. Bye. Sometimes you feel like I'm just talking to my.